This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And we're back with another episode of Post Post Game. So. Uh, nailed it. Well done, Alley Cat. Uh, that was Ali. This is Fleminem, tonight's host of Post Post Game Show. Appreciate the introduction, Ali. And tonight we have a small group, actually, just triangle offense is what we're running here uh, with me, Ali, and the one, the only, Capo. Obviously, I know you guys are used to hearing a lot more voices tonight. We apologize. It turns out as summer starts to get closer, we realize we are adults with family and other obligations. The good thing about that is we have 50 people available on our roster, so we'll never be Stephen A. Smithing this on our own. Uh, we do have a couple things we want to get into tonight, but the first thing I wanted to get into, the small discussion about, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, that had a quote-unquote gambling issue or maybe just lost the value of a dollar and decided to do Uber Eats deliveries or DoorDash or one of the food apps. And it was briefly touched on on the show yesterday, uh, Dan Levitard's show, where they, I believe Stu guys asked who in the sports universe you would most want to deliver your food. And they didn't really talk about it much, but it had me wondering who in the universe of the Levitard show and friends, um, including and friends, would you want to most deliver food? And before we get into that, because I think there's some time to think about that, Capo, you told us before we started recording that you actually used to deliver uh, food or you did this between jobs. So walk us through your brief uh, cup of coffee that you had in this food <laughs> delivery. Yeah, I, I did DoorDash, and um, it seemed uh, like a scam at the time. Everything that I could read off of Twitter was some kind of, uh, you know, like all the drivers ate your food. Um, that that's not true. I never touched anybody's food. I thought that was odd. Um, and then when you would get to people's houses, they never knew that you were actually the one there to deliver it. It was like a uh, like oh, who's this person? Normally, you have a sign on top of your car. Um, so it was really odd. Like everybody was real weir- weary of who just pulled into my driveway at twelve thirty at night. Even I, didn't food. I didn't have this going the direction of you championing for food delivery and basically telling us that they're not out there to steal our dinner. And that's not, I didn't know that that was what you needed to get off your chest. Uh, that was one of the, that it was like a running joke. I walked into um, a little, uh, you know, popular chicken place. I don't know if they're sponsored, so I don't drop their name. Um, I can assure you they're not, but what is, what was the chicken place? And, uh, it, they were like, would you like me to, you know, sticker the bag shut? And I'm like, yeah, please. I don't want to get accused of the bag. And they, everybody behind the counter busted out laughing. And I felt like the loneliest person in the room. It was, it was a full, you know, lunchtime uh, rush of uh, Chick-fil-A. So well, the sticker thing, I thought that happened because of the pandemic. I didn't know that happened because people were being accused of taking food. What I noticed is it didn't happen until the pandemic hit. And then I noticed all the bags were being stickered closed. So. You're 
Now, do you know it was because of this accusation, or was this you doing something between jobs and you were just self-consciously wondering? Because another thing you pointed out, and here's why I asked, you said you showed up at people's house at midnight on their doorstep and they weren't sure if it was you or not. Where where were you delivering food that they weren't sure if the person at their house at midnight was the food delivery app or who else? Unless it's the plug, I guess. But usually you know who that is also. Yeah, I mean, well, it was in, it was in Towson, and um, that was a lot of yeah, questions. Yeah. I don't remember half of the, what the question was. It was really just two of you <laughs> explaining. So do you know for a fact that the sticker, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, Capo is always taking a stroll, so you're going to have to bear with us as he tries to remember my two questions. But I will admit they were wordy. So the Wait, first give, me question, give me a second. I'll make sure I remember. All right. Sure, I'm on your time. Just let me know when I can talk again. Was it because people were accusing other drivers of taking food, or was it the pandemic, or do you not know? I think it was before. I don't think it was as commonplace as it is after, okay. you know, the pandemic started. Um, okay. But, yeah. And I, like I said, I only did it for maybe, like, two or three months. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just the impression that I got, so. Got it. And um, like I said, it was in Towson partially, but also in uh, Hagerstown. And like, I don't know if the people were just like, um, you know, took their own type of strolls and maybe they were, you know, tripping or whatever. And uh, they just didn't expect me or anything. Like, I think the weirdest thing is when they order food and you leave it outside their house in the pouring rain. Like, what what are you doing? You knew you, knew you ordered food. Like, I. Uh, or maybe people are eating so much where they don't know they're ordering food. I mean, that's uh, yeah. possible. Well, I think especially if you're talking about you're delivering it at midnight, because I – and let me be clear, I live off of DoorDash. So, like, I keep them afloat. I have DoorDash delivered at least five times a week to my house, and me and my wife don't eat the same meals. So we will literally get DoorDash from two different places at the same time. Uh, we've had drivers pull up next to each other at the same time. With that, though, so if they're coming at midnight – then I imagine they were probably taking a stroll or they were drinking because that's if at 11 o'clock at night you're thinking I need some food right now. Uh, you're typically going to be high or drunk, I would imagine. Um, Allie, you've been really quiet. Do you have any opinions or questions? I have actually have two questions for Capo. So I always have something missing from my DoorDash order. Does the driver get penalized for that, or does the restaurant get penalized for that? It depends. Um, the when we were doing it, the we would have to make sure everything was in the bag. There would be little notes on it, and we would have to make sure, you know, everything was there. But I imagine during the pandemic, when the driver walked up, they would just be like, is everything in the bag? Because they're not necessarily touching everything. Um, yeah, because I've, I've been at places when I went to go pick food up, and there'd be DoorDash drivers there, but they'd have their kids with them or their dogs with them. If I were them, I would just grab something and give it to their children. It's a free meal for them. I mean, it's a little bit of stugats and everybody. But my second question is, um, have you ever told anybody when you approached the door with their order that their food order was garbage, that they should have gotten something else? Oh, excellent question. Like, why did – yeah, excellent question. Why Did you give food recommendations or let them know they made the wrong decision? No, but I, I've told them it smelled delicious when it was terrible. Oh, when, like, wow. my car was chasing that extra Oh, yeah, it, did. it was. Now, was that, and this isn't a racial thing, was that, like, like ethnic foods that were 
typically just because the spices and the sauces they use. I'm not trying to get a white. Oh, I don't know. I I love spicy food. Um, Yeah, so I I don't particularly know. Um, I mean, probably. To answer Ali's first question, it sounds like there's just zero accountability. Like if the order's wrong, it's just, fuck it, the order's wrong. Which Well, I had something happen to me last week. I ordered Mexican, and I thought they forgot something, so I did it through the app saying, hey, you forgot a whole ACP order. Turns out I'm just an idiot and didn't didn't see it, but I still Uh, got the money, so I get extra food and the money. So, ha-ha, DoorDash. When you said messed up and uh, I ordered Mexican, I just wanted the the ending joke to be like, and then I ended up like Italian. Like, you just bring up another nationality, and that's what was delivered. Like, it wasn't the wrong meal. It was just the wrong Just the whole wrong type of food in general. Yeah. So, all right. But with that, who who in the show universe do you think you would most want to be the person showing up at your door to deliver food, or the person responsible, right, for making sure your order is right, making sure it's going to get there timely? And the my first instinct was Billy, but then I was like, no, like he's going to overthink this. Like no, somehow. I think he would be, like, very delicate. He would turn – if he had heated seats, which I don't think he does in his car, but if hypothetically he did, he would turn that on, keep your food all nice and toasty. He would Heavy hold play. it while he's driving, you know, at the speed limit, whereas the opposite, Chris Cody, would just be speed demon, rushing just to get done so he can get the most tips in such a least amount of time. So and he would probably way, also steal your food. The way the show <laughs> – don't do that. So when I was younger, hold I on, actually – Hold on, hold on, hold on. You apologize to Chris Cody, Allie. Why did Sorry, you, I'm not going to apologize. Why did you accuse uh, Chris, if by the, any chance this is one of the episodes you're listening to, I apologize on behalf of Allie. I do not think you would steal my food. I think based on the way the show talks, speeding and stealing food is Roy's lane here. Because he's the <laughs> one that steals Doritos. So he takes, like, Stu Gott's wings. I, yeah, you just, look, you did a thing because you think Chris is fat. You accused him of stealing food when Roy, the skinniest person on the show, is the infamous food thief here, okay? He doesn't return not a have, shopping cart. I, I will not have my angel would go with the speed limit. I think he does speed too, but Roy is the infamous bad driver slash speeder and the infamous food thief, and I will defend Chris Cody and die on that fat hill every day of my life, okay? Capo, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just was super passionate about he, defending Chris. Would you have? Drake would be proud. Um... But when I was younger, I used to work. Um, I actually did deliver food for a little bit longer. It wasn't DoorDash, clearly, because that wasn't around. But drivers would be penalized if we wouldn't remember the um, the sauces. And with that being said, I feel like Witty would always remember the sauces, and he would he would be um, he would be prompt. Um, I couldn't think of a bigger word than prompt, but prompt is a little bit classier than saying on time it's one syllable so, on time seems you know prompt well, what's a, what's a punctual a word than prompt? punctual okay we'll go with punctual then capo you didn't think you didn't have anything when you threw that vacuum he did you i wrote that down like two days ago and <laughs> <laughs> i did no research to try to figure uh, in a bigger word. <laughs> Hold on, so two, 48 hours, the amount of time you wore, you wrote the one-syllable word prompt down, and since then, you were like, nope, I nailed it. That's the biggest word I got. 
Noted. Uh, punctual. Oh, I actually have something too. So the guy that they were talking about on the show was Dan Dockage, and apparently he's right. doing this in Indianapolis. So should I try to DoorDash something and try to request him this Ooh. weekend to see how it is? Wait, what are will you be my chances trying to get him? Are you in Indianapolis? I will be. I'm going to the Indy oh. 500. So okay. I'll be there for a couple of days, so I might just because I'm not Side taking note, three kids to- and my husband to any kind of restaurant that in the city's like. Going to be well, that's completely swarmed with people. Since we're talking food, Carmel, Indiana, have you been there? No, but I'm yeah, staying in North Indianapolis. I think it's near there. Yeah, beautiful town. Um, if you just drive through the homes, like it's all unique architecture. It's an amazing town. It's beautiful. But also, there's a burger place there. I'll get the name to you. That was on one of those like man versus food shows. An amazing burger place there. So, anywho, back. On- don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody about your. Uh, bad idea. I'm betting the farm. I'm betting your driver. Do it, Petro. Sit a poly. Book it. You heard it here. And she, he says, don't tell anybody. And uh, you just go ahead and announce. Nobody knows who's, who he is. Everybody's oh. going to bet. You're Alexander Rossi. You're Scott Dixon. You're Colton Herta. No, I'm telling you. Petro, sit a poly. Rick Ware, we're, we're, we're racing. Book it. The fact that you think that that's the only person nobody listening to this podcast knows. Let me know how delusional you are about how important you think this sport, quote unquote, called NASCAR is, because nobody knows who any of those names are. IndyCar, that's a fine. Uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, Wingy F1, Formula, wings on it. F off. That's the thing. They used to have, have the races in Baltimore. I don't know what they took it away. So I guess the person. So you're going with Witty, and you're going with. Billy, or were you just defending Billy? Yeah, I'll go Billy? with Billy. I think he'll just be very delicate and treat treat your food with the respect it deserves. With the respect that it deserves. So to be honest, I know this is the question I had, and I hadn't really given it much thought. But here's who I'm going to go with, only for the experience. I think Stu Gott's delivering my food has to result <laughs> in – it's going to result in one of the funniest stories. I, I don't know how he would do it, but whatever it is that he happens from point A to point B – of me getting my food, everything in between there is going to be some sort of story. There's going to be crazy text. Hey, I got your food. It's still delicious. I'm on my way. I'll be there in five minutes. Listen, Listen, buddy, your food's going to be there in five minutes. It's going to be the best meal you've ever had. Top five meal of your life, guaranteed. 20 minutes later, hey, man, right down the road. Don't worry. I'll be there in two minutes. And So I I just want the experience of Stu Gott's delivering my food just so I can forever tell people about this one special delivery. Um, All right. So, it's probably a faster commute for him to go to your house to drive to compared to going to the yeah. studio. He could make it from his house to here in Dallas, Texas, before he could ever make it to the studio. He would definitely try to do the scam tip uh, spiel, wouldn't he? Oh, Have he you would. ever had that happen to you? No. What is the scam tip spiel? Like, say, you, say you tip a dollar, then 75 cents for like, I mean, I don't know, some $12 or whatever, your meal's not expensive, and then you don't check your card balance and you get charged $25 because they put a one in front of it, or, you know, not exactly. Oh, I know what you're saying. They play with the numbers on the receipt? Yeah, I I feel like like Stu would be definitely trying to get over whatever he could. It sounds to me like you're just under tipping, and so your your hostess or waiters are just trying to correct your tip here. Are you a, are you a Greg Cody infamous under tipper? No, I just threw one seventy five out there because I figured it would help with our uh, our followers. And uh, you know our our listeners <laughs> actually well, no, the the say when there's too many people on here, they the show's trash and they can't follow along. I mean, didn't didn't some pirate say that today? 
But back to tipping, isn't it easier to just tip, like, whole number amounts compared to, like, trying to do the math to make your end result a whole number because it's harder in the computer system to, like, make your end result an even number, whereas if you just gave, like, $5, $6, $7, whatever your I, amount, that's an easier way to do it? I always do even number tips. But I, obviously, what I do is I just double it so it's 20%, and then I just throw a dollar on top just to make sure I'm not, like, the guy who found a reason to round down at 53 cents. So, I not, think the Greg Co- not the Greg Cody method. Just no, I think at this point I tip more than I should. Like I, I especially through the pandemic. Um, oh yeah, if you get some drinks in me, my tips get fucking ridiculous, and I it's not a that's not a flex. It's something I need to work on. Like, yeah, like, I think just from working like the the few months that I did, and just you know being like, oh, I hope this tip's good. I hope this tip's good, and like even. I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, I like I drive um, for we a living. Weren't, we weren't going to get into what you did. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know why but, you thought we were going to, but go for it. We will eventually. Oh, Ten shows down the road. Are you are you a truck driver? <laughs> no, nah, like I, I had I had newspaper uh, contracts. I had like okay. five different routes. Uh, work for the Herald, Herald Mail, but not Miami yeah. Herald. Still the same. But anyway, um, I didn't know that. What are we talking about again? Your career path, apparently, for the third time tonight. This uh, is they, our own special Capo Get to Know Your Lower Ranger. I'm yeah. trying, okay. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Hey, I'm trying to avoid. Favorite, what's your favorite color? Aqua. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. No, but no, are, you still, are you still a driver right now? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. I think that, like, I, we would, every time that I would get a tip, from like the you know from the paper or whatever um you know the old lady leaves you know a 20 dollar bill in the mailbox or something it was always like you know oh, wow this is you know this is cool I, I didn't expect this so i think whenever i uh you know tip now i'm always just giving a little bit extra because it's like i know how good it felt and man oh yeah christmas time tips you boy you don't even know well, now, now I'm never gonna fix my problem of getting a little too tipsy and over tipping because you said it's fine. Over tipsing, eh, I don't want to play that game. I'll figure it out later. There's a pun in there that I'm just too lazy to look for. Um, here's how professional I am. I don't even remember the second thing we were going to talk about. We were gonna rip SNL. Oh yeah, Capo, you haven't talked enough tonight. <laughs> SNL versus Mad TV. I don't know. As kids, we used to just watch Mad TV. We never even watched SNL. Like, I like all the people that come from SNL. Um, I don't even know the last time they did a Mad TV show. Um, I don't either. I I just, mean, Mad TV magazines. Did you have those? Never. I never read one. Really? Mad TV? <laughs> we didn't have any. <laughs> oh, y'all had them. You just weren't buying them. Don't don't tell me that Mad Magazine probably one of the biggest magazines at the time. <laughs> No, like my family, like we didn't buy any, we didn't have any. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're definitely in the stores. I just my family's uh, history was rich with Mad magazines. It was a, it's actually a deep-rooted part of our culture. <laughs> no, I, I so all right. So you liked Mad TV? The show, I actually agree with you. I watched Mad TV growing up. I never watched SNL growing up. Uh, but Spy versus Spy was that Mad TV? Yeah. That was, okay. that was Mad TV. Yeah, Spy vs. Spy was like a staple for Mad TV, and that to me was one of the best, like, 
first instances where cartoons could be funny for adults, even though it was like a quick skit. And didn't it get incorporated into another – oh, no, you know what it was? Who turned it into it was um, The Simpsons, right, with the – who did the cartoons that were always chasing each other and like, like with the cat? Wouldn't well, the Simpsons have like their own spy versus spy that they would watch a show of? Where they called? Mm, like, it's scratchy. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. There you go. Anyways, I took that way too far, but it's like to me, spy versus spy <laughs> inspired Itchy and Scratchy, and that's why I thought that like Mad TV had a huge influence that was subtle and probably the most popular cartoon ever. Um, but you were so. Have you ever seen SNL, Capo? Um, just the clips that people share on. Twitter, but I scroll like Dan. I scroll with the volume down, so half of them I don't even hear. So you never watched the show, though. No. Do you no. ever like go watch like like when Dave Chappelle did the president? No. Like, you never saw I, it, you? Okay. No, if it is if it wasn't sports or the Dan Levitard show or your show, I don't watch. I, I literally don't watch anything else. Yeah, but did you make up that last part until you joined us? <laughs> So. I, even though I even though I haven't been on air, I felt like part of the family for a long time. You guys have all loved me, so. Oh, dude, yeah, you and well, to be fair, you joined not too long after us because uh, I think like people need to remember I wasn't part of this original thing either. Like, I mean, Capo, <laughs> you know this story, so you saw my rage against the machine until I, um, in the in the words of one famous or infamous Twitter follower, I sold out. So, you know, you know my past. But, Allie, are you an SNL person? Did you even watch Mad TV or SNL growing up? So, I never heard of Mad TV growing up. We were big into SNL whenever Adam Sandler was on it and David Spade. Like, I remember watching that all the time. Now, my husband and I will go because, I mean, it's on so late. There's no way I'm staying up for that. So, we'll watch the cold open and the weekend update every Sunday morning and just laugh our asses off. But the only Mad a TV skit I remember is something I stumbled upon in college where they're sitting in the movie theater and it's that a guy talking to this girl and he's just like can I have your number can I have it and then he's he's talking about where's your boyfriend where your boyfriend at is he getting you refreshments is he tall is he getting you Mike and Ike's oh you like Mike and Ike's is he hefty is he coming back where your boyfriend where your boyfriend at and he's just like irritating this lady and her name's Yvonne he's like oh damn Yvonne that's a French ass name Yvonne my little croissant, get some cheese on my croissant. Just that scared is all I know. As you're talking, I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. And it's a really I, popular I, one from YouTube. I typed in, 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 in the croissant. Kelly. Yeah, he's, Kelly. 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 He, he, he's trying to help you out. He, he was, he was going to explain that he found it. I yeah, all I did was type in Man TV, and it, can I have your number popped up? 40 million views. Wow. I mean, wh- where was I at? I don't know. I don't know where I was either. I, but to be fair, Ali, you need to be thankful that Capo actually jumped in saying he didn't know what you were talking about. Because all I was going to do was stare at you without saying a single word and see how long you were trying to get that. I've done the whole, like, four and a half yeah. minutes. I was just going to watch you quietly and just let you sink into whatever awkwardness. Some, somebody listening will get it, and they'll start quoting it. They'll be like, oh, you all selected because you got a ponytail. It's Don't not, be insecure, girl. Work that up, too. It's not that I didn't understand where it's from, even though I didn't. It's just knowing what in my and I haven't seen the video, but knowing what I think you were trying to pull off for an accent and of the character, 
I just wanted to see how long you were going to just keep trying to go for the pin. So <laughs> that's all I cared about was watching the awkwardness. Um, I yeah, I really and well before I put a bow tie on this, uh, did you have anything else for SNL? SNL, uh, SNLL, what is it? SNL or okay? He's giving me a no by shaking his head on it. It's gonna be SML Saturday morning live. It's on TV. Um, Get a I'm with Amin. It's just not funny. I I don't think I've laughed more than twice ever at SML. Yeah, their skits are just under, just they're just not yeah, funny. They're not good. Now Michael Shea's um stand up is actually super underrated, so I do uh, hold on, I actually um uh, we gotta go back. I'm sorry for interrupting. Um it, it, it's pertinent to our to our conversation because I didn't know that the I was going to do a limited fake and it's the guy's name is actually Stuart, um, so it would be a limited fake stew. I mean, whenever you guys are ready, I'll I'll go ahead. I'm not doing the visual. I'll just do the voice. Um, you guys, you guys can look up the visual on your own. All right, ready? Look what I can do. Nailed it. Oh, okay. You, I know it's, you were doing that limited face too. So on a show that's about the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts, when you decide to say you're going to do a limited stew, even though we were talking about Mad TV, you have to let us know where it's from because it took me a second to figure out how the hell that was Stu Gotts, and then I realized you were doing a limited fake stew from Mad TV. I, I think I said... Um, it was something that would be pertinent to our conversation. You did, so you did. Talk about Stu Gotts. You know, just like you said, tying a bow, just wrapping it all together. No loose, no loose strings. No loose strings. Hi, sir. That's what it sounded like. Hi, sir. Well, Allie said she didn't watch Matt TV, so you have no clue what he just did. Not at all. But you know what? I'm committed, and I support Capo. No, I, I support it. It was well done. I know what he did. I was just not aware of what again i heard limited fake stew i was waiting for a john and Wiener. you said Stewart. i was thinking family guy like Stewie. oh he said Stewart. okay i didn't yeah. even say Stewart. okay then that's uh it's absolutely it, 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 Stewart and babysitter is what i'm looking at in front of me yeah no, i don't know if we could play clip um no probably not <laughs> dmca national tv show i don't think we need to be airing their sound out here yeah. Uh, Blue Wire would probably not appreciate that. Ali, so you need to look up Stuart, though, because it is actually a staple to Mad TV. Not right now, but eventually. Uh, all right, so that's really uh, – we're going to cut this short today and not because we don't have anything else to say. It's actually because I want to explain a, a bit that we're about to play that we recorded a few weeks ago um, with some other people, with Kiz, Jeanette, I believe Pam was on. Uh, I know Ali was here, Lou was here, and I know Cap was here. Let me explain why I know Cap was here. Please leave my genuine response in it that I screwed everything up. I messed it all up. You did. Because here's what happened. We had a good bit, and it was funny. And Cap got in my head and said that I need to check with Chris Cody before going to this bit. And when you hear the bit, you'll explain why. And in my head, I was like, I don't think I need to go to Chris Cody for this. It's a bit. It's funny. And he messed with my head enough to where I actually thought, well, what if on the off chance this happens to be true? And what if on the off chance this does upset, again, my angel Chris Cody, who you heard me emotionally defend at the beginning of this podcast. So you know this love is genuine. 
And I was like, you know what? I guess that's my role as the host of that specific podcast to make sure that we don't offend the show that is the uh, tail, the coattail that we've held on to, to fly and soar to these wonderful, amazing lives that we're living now. So I do that, and I send a DM to Chris Cody, and I'm not going to ruin the bit by explaining. I just say, hey, we did this bit about a rumor that happened on this horrible website um, about Ray Romano, who the show talked about. Here's kind of what it's about. And Chris Cody, to his credit, being the, again, hugely hilarious person he is, gives me what I found out later to be a sarcastic response that says, uh, we can't stop the truth from coming out, something of that nature, or it's true. Like, we can't stop it from coming out. So I am like, okay, well, if it's going to come out, it doesn't have to be from us because we are loyal to that show before we are loyal to anything else that we do. And so I was like, I won't do it. I waited, and I sat on waiting for a response from him for 24 hours, which, again, I probably should have just taken it at face value, cut it out, moved on. But I wanted him to tell me it was okay because there's a little stugats in everybody. He doesn't respond for 24 hours. Uh, so I shoot him a message and just let him know, like, hey, just FYI, I took it out, man. It's all love. I wouldn't do that. Then he responds immediately, and this is after we posted that post-post game without <laughs> this bit that's about to air, and said, uh, holy shit, I never saw your last response. Uh, I was completely being sarcastic. I was joking. And it's not true. So Capo, again, convinced me. Lazy River, Flynn. Lazy River. Of something I didn't even believe. To then I had to clear it with the person involved because of our relationship, quote-unquote relationship, with them. And then Chris Cody is busy as expected with a $50 million deal going through the table. Um, doesn't respond to me in time and convinces me it's true. And when you hear this next bit, this only makes me look worse to even believe that I got convinced in the checking with Chris Cody if we're allowed to do this. So enjoy this and enjoy the genius that is Jeanette. And after that, y'all have a good day, and we will uh, talk to you on next week and enjoy that uh, boring thing from Wednesday or Thursday that we call Midweek Menches. Peace. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Kids, real quick, you had some weird thing on Ray Romano, and I heard the Ray Romano thing kind of, but I didn't really understand how he got brought into it. But what did what was your inquiry? Because I think you and I were both confused. I just didn't. 
have as passionate as the confusion or inquiries I think you do. Yeah, so first of all, like, I'd have, I have to say that, like, basically, Everybody Loves Raymond is actually one of my favorite sitcoms. And I know that's a controversial take. Most people don't agree with that. Like, friends can get out of here. Even The Office can get out of here. And, um... <laughs> and, and one thing I have to say is that, like, one thing that really confused me was, like, why they were calling him Uncle Ray. And I did some deep diving into this, right? And I went on, you know, this terrible, terrible website called Reddit. And I found out that people were saying that uh, Greg Cody's wife uh, used to be engaged with Ray Romano while he was a struggling actor. And... Again, this is all alleged. This is all a, a so, terrible story. So Ray Romano is the guy that stays with them, that visited them, that Chris Cody broke up their engagement? Because that's what happened. They both were in relationships when they met. Uh, Chris, excuse me, not Chris Cody, excuse me, Greg Cody, and his wife. When they met a long time ago, they were both in relationships. Is Ray Romano the person she was dating? Yeah, yeah. Because if that's the case, put it on the poll. Does <laughs> Greg Cody's wife... Regret that decision. I'm just kidding. Don't 50 I'm sorry. I just, my mind was blown that Ray Romano has slept on their couch. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that blew my mind as well. And it's like, all right. So like Greg was this up and comer, like writer for the Herald and all this stuff. And Ray Romano is a struggling artist, struggling actor, struggling comedian. And uh, maybe Mrs. Cody, you know, missed out. But we're not going to get into that too much, or at least I don't want to get into it too much. Maybe y'all have some other opinions. I, I just want to make sure before, and we'll let everybody give opinions. You did proper research on this, or this is just Reddit? Because you reporting this seems very irresponsible. I'm reporting this based off of my research off of the most terrible website known to humankind called Reddit. And the other only thing that I also like meant or like realized that really hit me and really hit me in my, my heart when they were talking about Ray Romano was Woody brought up this documentary where they were trying to explain everybody loves Raymond to Russians, and that Russians wouldn't get the comedy. And I took that very offensively. But at the same time, I realized this is why I'm not funny. Russians aren't funny. And yeah, I, all my whole life kind of came together at that one moment. No, the better question is, would Chris Cody Jr. rather be Ray Romano Jr.? <laughs> You know what? That is the better question. Chris Cody, absolutely. You know what, though? I'm going to say this. I'd say Greg Cody's funnier than Ray Romano. Ray Romano had a new stand-up just come out on Netflix, which was horrendous, terrible. So I'll actually say it. Greg Cody's funnier than Ray Romano. However, that will is going to be a little bit different, so I'd still take Ray Romano as a father. I think you're right, Pac. You know, Ray Romano left and right. So... Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really know what else. Oh, Cap, you had something. The Jackie. All right. Uh, thank you for that. I'm. I'm glad that. I'm glad I went to you instead of Jeanette uh, for your take. Jeanette, can you? Uh, can you make me regret that decision even uh, more? I'll try. So when Kish was giving this information, I automatically went to then the Ray Romano character as a sports writer. It's kind of. It's either a dig or Ooh. an homage to Greg, right? Because he's basing his character as a sports writer. He gets the dream girl. So is it like a tale of Greg, this is what you missed out on 
or no, it's to Arlene, right? Like this is what we could have been together, right? So it's it's um depending on what you think of Greg, you either think he's sticking it to Greg or if you're maybe Greg Cody, you're like, I influenced that comedy. He owes me some money. I say Ray Romano fraud. I don't even know what I, now. I want to go back now, watch Everybody Loves Raymond, and see if we yes. start seeing weird connections between the Cody. Yes. Go, Jeanette, you have more on this. And then they have the weird older brothers, Robert and Uncle Dick. Yes. The only oh thing my. we don't know is how involved the, you know, Wild Bill, Cody, and his wife were in the early stages of their marriage. So if they were, like, very much, like, intrusive of the Cody's, then it all fits together. You know, we're, like, pulling everything together here. I'm not sure who else of on the family will ever come on this show again. If, <laughs> if this comes out? Yeah. Thank you. Cat, cat debuts. Uh, with us, and then basically produces our good content out of here. I'm sorry, uh, but like we, I'm at. I'll DM Chris and make sure it's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that might be better. I mean, depending on how close to him it is. Yeah. I no, I love this idea. That, well, I mean, Ray stays there, so I think their relationship. He has stayed there before. Like they talked yeah, about. Been on, yeah, he's been her. on during Super Bowl week before. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Ray, Ray, Ray was on as a guest with uh, Kenny G. Kenny G brought him on well, as a surprise guest a few years ago on Super Bowl, like Super Bowl week. And I if, remember. if you listen to like the story of them, I think it was on a Greg Cody mystery crate or something. But uh, the ex that they broke up with, like, has stayed with them before. Like, they remained friends after. So, like, Ray Romano, uh, maybe he, was, but we need to find out when this was, Jeanette, because what if he was pretending to stay there as friends and he was basically trying to just observe, so he knew the character that he was trying to then Jeanette for those listening if you ever want to doubt and or understand how great Jeanette is at this she made Kids' topic interesting as hell and if nothing else like that right there speaks volumes 